Welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. What we hear and listen to throughout our day can shape how we feel. If we feed and nourish our soul with wholesome conversations from everyday people filled with positive stories, we may feel less alone and even inspired. We're all working through our own stuff and sometimes you need to hear that you are doing amazing, which you are. Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with is listening to others talk about how they have journeyed life so far, how they keep their well-being in check and how they keep their mindset positive. This is not always possible, but sometimes they share some really good tips on how they improve their well-being just for those days when they're not feeling quite the ticket. Welcome to this Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with community. I really just wanted to build something special that people can feel part of, feel seen and feel valued. Some of the people we speak to have really inspirational stories and hopefully it can resonate with you, make you stop, reflect and also just pick up some top tips along the way. So thank you again for being here and thanks for sharing your time with us. Here's the show. everyone just jumping in to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this series of well-being with Manny in conversation with and that's the amazing IA hair and beauty now I don't know about you but as someone who has a very busy life with lots going on an hour hair or beauty appointment can feel like a real treat an absolute essential non-negotiable bit of self-care Sometimes I know that all I need is a fresh French manicure to make me feel a bit brighter. I don't think we should underestimate these little acts of kindness and the impact that they have in our busy lives. So we have a special treat for you, a 15% one-time code across all the IA hair and beauty range. So if that's a gel polish or beautiful nail art and you just need to jump over to Instagram to see the amazing nail art that Isabel does or a fresh new trim or colour then IA Hair and Beauty is the best. Go to IA Hair and Beauty on Instagram or Facebook and DM Isabel quoting the podcast for your 15% off treat. Enjoy! Welcome back to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with, thank you so much for joining us each and every week to listen to these amazing people, to share their stories and hopefully some nice take-homes for you to enjoy and learn and use in your own life. So today um, we are recording this in Mental Health Awareness Week. So um, it's a very fitting week to have our lovely guest with us. Um, But just a very quick reminder to anybody who's listening or watching, if you are feeling anything at all that you think you could do with a bit of help with, please reach out. There are so many um, places to go. And in the description of this episode, I will link to um, some organizations that will help um, straight away off the top of my head if it's within the arts, then Industry Minds, um, Applause for Thought, Wellbeing in the Arts, and also in general um, emergencies or crisis if you feel anything then the Samaritans would be where I would go to, but I'll pop that in the link. So anyway, hopefully this will help you if you're having one of those days where you just need a little pick-me-up. So we welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with, and today we are with Kat Ogden. Hi, Kat. Hello. Oh, it's so good to see you. And by the way, I'm loving your nails. 
So anybody who's listening on the podcast, um, you might just need to jump over to YouTube to just see Kat has a different colour on every finger. And we're here for it today. We're here for it. Um, so Kat is a holistic vocal specialist, singing teacher, vocal coach, all things wonderful, specializing very much in mental health and well-being. Um, so Kat, tell us a little bit about you. We want to get to know you. Hello. Well, that was a lovely introduction. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, so I'm a singing teacher vocal coach as you've said I'm I'm based in Cheshire um and I I teach right across the board uh, but I'd say I specialize in adolescents and young adults mm-hmm. and my fascination with the voice with being a complete voice geek has led me on to doing the masters with voice pedagogy which is where I've specialized in singing for health and looking at mental health and well-being and how singing can be really good for you Yes, we know this. Um, So let's start off where we always start these recordings. So Kat, what does well-being mean to you? I'd say it's how well I'm looking after myself and how well I'm able to function. I think it's a combination of physical and mental health, as well as social well-being, emotional well-being. Uh, I would say that well-being enables me to develop my potential, productivity, it helps my creativity. I also think that how we're made to feel affects our well-being as well. Um, But sometimes when you hear the term well-being, you think positivity, happiness, whereas it's not, it's not, um, you can't be happy 100% of the time. That's not human and it's not realistic. But I think that if you look after your well-being, then you are so much better able to cope with those difficult times as opposed to if you don't. Mm. Yeah. But yes, and I I would say that well-being, if if you're thinking about things to do with well-being, um, your sleep, your diet, hydration, exercise, mindfulness, self-care. Mm. Um, I listened to one of your episodes about journaling mm. and I made a note. I thought, oh, that sounds really great. I, I think I want to get into that. See, we're changing and, lives just one episode at a time. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree with all of that. Um, yeah. I love the point you bring up at the end about sleeping, eating, you know, how you nourish your body. You know, we talk on this podcast about nourishing your soul with the conversations, but actually what you eat can, you know, really affect your mood, can't it? Um, yeah. And sleep, that's a big thing. And we were just talking about sleep before (laughs) because Kat has a gorgeous three, three and a bit year old Alfie and uh, she has another gorgeous little one along the way three months time yes how exciting so yeah sleep is difficult you know when you have busy lives and whether you have children or not it's can sometimes be a real thing so um what I'm so interested to know about Kat is your um you know you were saying before how you're really fascinated by um you know mental health well-being and how you know singing is so part of that little cycle um and just yeah just what brought you to that what is the fascination with it what what are you finding and obviously I'd love to talk to you about um 
I'll talk, I'll ask you that in a minute, actually, because that's a, another question I was going to ask you about um, how you found teaching and whether you've seen a real rise in, in that level of anxiety. But we'll, we'll start with the first bit, kind of what's, what's brought you to the fascination? I think I've always been interested in mental health mm. and I have always loved singing. Um, bit random. But oh, the other day on my Facebook memories, it was my status about doing the masters. Mm -hmm. And on this state, this is before I knew that I was going to go down a path in mental health and well-being, um, and and sort of looking at it, that area. I didn't know. I didn't have a clue what I was going to do because the topics in the voice is so vast. But in this status this very big very heartfelt emotional status was me basically saying I never thought that I would be in the position to do something like a master's you know it's it's no I I don't shy away from the fact that I had quite a complicated childhood and I put in this status how singing has always helped me mm. it's always been an aid throughout anything that was happening I was, I could escape to sing. I could, I knew that if I was singing, then I felt happy. So I already knew without knowing that singing was good for me. I just didn't know why. So when I, when I jumped into the masters, I was, um, I was in this, um, in this webinar and it was about singing and trauma. And it was saying about how uh, there's something called an ACEs score, which is adverse childhood experiences. And it's a mark out of 10. And depending on um, how many traumatic experiences you had as a child depends on how many marks you get out of 10. And I was fascinated by this because I thought, well, I had quite a tricky time, actually. I wonder what my mark is. And the higher mark you get, the more statistically likely you are to... Um, go down a, a bad route, a, a sort of end up in prison, become an abuser, become mm -hmm. an addict. Um, and I, so I did a Google search. I did a few of the tests. I was nine out of 10. Wow. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. There was one thing I hadn't experienced growing up from the ages, uh, from zero to 18. Mm. And, and I, I got straight in touch with the course leader. She was actually, it was on Zoom. It was like mm -hmm. a Zoom webinar and I private messaged her and I said, I think I need to look into this. Like, I'm okay. I am anxious. I am an anxious person. And I, and I know that that's very much part of who I am. And another reason why practicing well-being is, is important to me is to manage my anxiety. Mm -hmm. But I am okay. You know, I, I don't, I'm, i I have a good lifestyle. I have a secure relationship and family. I, I feel like I'm well-rounded. Like, why is that? Is it because I've sung? Is it because I sing? So that's the that's the that's where I started from. Mm. And then as I studied, uh, as I was doing these studies, why is um, what are the benefits of singing for your mental health and well-being? There's there is reason to believe that when you sing the uh, chemicals that you release um, sort of counteract the toxins built up by trauma. So there is reason wow. to believe that that helps. So, you know, that's one thing. I had support at the exact right points in my life to help me. Mm. That was another thing that, that was important as well. But then also from doing this study, I realized the impact that it has on my students by just being well-informed 
by noticing, you know, the, the way that they leave a lesson feeling mm. so much better than when they walked in mm. or, you know, the benefits that it has for them as well. But yeah, so it, it's my, my interest in it is deep rooted in my childhood and my interest in helping others, but also helping myself to, to not go down a similar path to what my mum did, mm. which was fairly traumatic. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's, that's, um, you know, part of what I want people to do is, is feel like if they're listening to something that they don't feel alone. And so by you being really honest, that's really kind. Um, that's so powerful. You saying that, that, you know, about it counteracting that, that trauma. Um, and obviously we, we talk about, um, well, not obviously, maybe it's some people don't realize it, but it is well known that, that singing does improve your, um, your mental health. I, I, started a, a well-being choir where I work and it and it's it's it is it's unbelievable people do turn up going what a day and then they leave you know just in fits of laughter because um you know I can't quite get the rhythms right so we just estimate what's going on on the page you know or whatever you know what I mean it, it does it just makes you feel better um and um, obviously there's been loads of studies recently with Vicky McClure doing the uh, dementia choir as well in terms of what that gives to their cognitive function and also yeah that is incredible choir singing one-to-one singing is great singing for yourself is great taken away from a professional context it's good for you singing in a choir I think some of my happiest memories with the chamber choir Mm. really really you know that social inclusion the oxytocin endorphins serotonin dopamine just all of it is happening in that room yeah. Not to mention the beautiful sounds that are made. Yeah. Well, with people who just love singing. Yeah. It's that shared value and that shared feeling, isn't it, when you're in a choir? Yeah, I completely, I completely hear that. Um, so in terms of just moving through into your, we'll we'll possibly come back to some of that study in a minute, but in terms of, you know, that um what you're seeing day to day in your studio with with your students how are you seeing um anxiety and and particularly performance anxiety manifesting in your students um what what have you noticed have there been any trends I think post-covid yeah has been very difficult Mm. um particularly in the adolescents that I teach maybe sort of 13 up to 18 19 Mm um that they I think that exclusion from being social during COVID the loneliness and you know their own expect expectations upon themselves um that perfectionism is is what I what I see the most and them not wanting to fail or them having lost that confidence in getting up on stage and singing um I I did I looked into adolescence and I did the youth I've done the adult mental health first aid Mm. course but I also did the youth one yeah brilliant well to understand what happens in their brains during that that time you know their brains aren't fully formed until they're 25 Mm. and you know it's it's formative all of those years are formative Mm. as well but yeah yeah I would I would say that yeah. And, and it's interesting, actually, because we were chatting a little bit before this as well, and I feel the same as you, but in terms of what you leave the students with when they leave your session, 
Um, and I, I think that's something that's been um, the last few years for me. And I'm not sure I was always as good at it um, a few years ago. And that's something that I actually feel um, a bit sad about that maybe we didn't realize the benefits of not just, you know, teaching them singing and making them better singers and making them better performers, but actually um, how you build them as people and how they leave the space. And I feel really conscious. I mean, I don't know whether I'm kind of almost trying too hard because I felt like maybe I didn't do it as much, you know, a few years ago, but now I feel like more so than ever, I want them to leave knowing that they're good enough and, and that they're, they're valued and they're worthy. Do, do you feel a bit the same? I do, 100%. I just don't think that the information was as readily available. Yeah. Uh, and I think lockdown has has taught us all so much mm. about ourselves and our, our mental well-being mm. as well. Um, and, and I do, I think that positive language is vital when, when coaching and, and working with people. And that's not necessarily that if they have something that they are working on or something that they need to apply technique to or maybe change, that doesn't mean that it's flowered up into something that it isn't, but just in a way that leaves them feeling uplifted and mm. positive, mm. I think is really important. Mindset is everything isn't mm. it and, you know where, when I'm talking about um performance anxiety I always start with talking about anxiety and where that actually comes from mm. I love that I've this is kind of mixed up from what I've learned on um the masters and what I've learned over the years I had some hypnotherapy sessions which taught me about how anxiety is formed. And I love this. Can, can I show you? Oh, God, please do. <laughs> this is what we're all about. So uh, when we were back, when we were cavemen, mm -hmm. we had our old brain. And in there, it was just our basic survival structure. So it was your fight, flight, freeze, just your, your basic survival. If a tiger comes into the cave that you're living in, it's, it's your ability to run and survive and fight. And then what happened is, according to the literature, is that we discovered fire, shot to the top of the food chain, and suddenly developed this new brain. And that is our uh, consciousness, morality, ethics. It's called the prefrontal cortex, big word. And then this is like where the amygdala is, is housed, which is anxiety. That's where anxiety is, is housed. Housed? Don't think that's a yeah. very good way to put in that. Much. All right. <laughs> so as, as an example of how this could manifest is that um, in, so a performer could be anxious, so in their old brain, about an audition and they imagine which is their new brain being late failing making a mistake forgetting the words and with imagination in the new brain and without awareness our brains cannot tell the difference between what's happening right in front of us and what we perceive in our minds so it gives us the same physical reaction as if there was a real life threat which creates anxiety, which is the old brain, and they just don't communicate very well with each other, the old brain and the new brain. So then when we create anxiety, we then ruminate, we overthink, which is the new brain, and it creates a cycle. Mm. So when we're anxious, when we're feeling anxious and we're in that old brain, we're using something called our sympathetic nervous system, which is our, that's what controls our body's response to threat, the mm. fight, flight, freeze. 
and don't get me wrong some anxiety is good for us because it helps yeah us, it motivates us to solve everyday issues hmm. um but when it when it sort of when it creates the negative self-talk the irritability the, the worry and the difficulty in relaxing when it becomes too much that's when we need so that that's our sympathetic nervous system we need our parasympathetic nervous system to kick in and that is our uh, rest and digest your endorphins your serotonin your oxytocin your dopamine that's that's what we need to counteract that fight flight freeze we need distraction and and we need all the love and and that that's where i start with in, in when talking about performance anxiety to understanding why it's happening that was incredibly explained wow that was so wonderful and you know what people watching as well cat was kind of doing some hand signals as well which made it very 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 clear to see what what was going on new brain old brain with like one hand and another hand and how it fitted together like a, a ball in a cup almost um yeah absolutely and and uh i think uh, one of the things that's come up recently for me is a lot of people talking about um uh, stimulating that paras par is it the parasympathetic nervous system when we want to take over um stimulating that like the wild water swimming example you know that 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 kind of gets the body into kind of straight away um the kind of state where it takes over or I don't I, I need to read a bit more about it but yeah that's something that I've kind of been reading about to try and understand a bit more of but that just makes it so clear so it, it's so interesting isn't it in the moment that you can't see that what's real and what you're and it's a bit like that simplifying it into the thoughts you have are not fact yeah, yeah. thoughts are thoughts it's not it's not real just because you tell yourself you you don't look great in those genes doesn't make it fact doesn't make it real yeah you know exactly. And that the negative um, self-talk, I think, is one of the ones that I've seen creep in the most. I think it's always been there, but it's really, it's really outed now. You know, even in the just the tiniest, they're almost like little um, micro negative self-talk. So, you know, getting up to sing and going, oh God, yeah, I'll go next then. Just even that level of you know, and all right, not everybody needs to bound out of their chair going, Mimi, I'll go, I'll go. But you can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which would be Kat, which we love. Um, <laughs> because if you haven't heard Kat sing, then it's an absolute tragedy because she's incredible. Um, <laughs> that's a joy for everyone. Um, but, you know, actually owning that, that talent you have and, and wanting to get up and going, I've got something really beautiful that I want to share with you. It's kind of, we've, we've lost that somewhere along the way. Yeah, I don't think social media and that idea of a perfectionism helps. Yes. Especially mm -hmm. with young people. Yeah, that, that's something that's come up quite a few times, actually, the kind of social media has been good, you know, and, and I've certainly found it very good working on, on the, this kind of work and finding people. It's been great for me, but I think you know, again, we were, we were chatting before about age is a is an incredible thing. You kind of grow into yourself. You feel more comfortable. So if I see somebody my age who's just like lost twenty stone and is at the gym, I'm like, wow, good for you. Whereas if I was eighteen, I might be like, God, I wish I had the motivation to do that. God, they look amazing. You know, it would be that kind. It's it's that's the difference. I think is is the the 
the influence of of your brain like you say they just work differently to ours absolutely and and also you know with with social media you know like you say when you're younger and you you sort of you're like oh I wish I, I wish I could do that I wish I could do that there's almost there's like a high investment in ego isn't there which is a big factor in something like yeah. performance anxiety yes it can act as a blocker mm-hmm. for, for performing um like other things like uh, a bad experience or the size of an audience or the fear of failure or high investment in ego can lead to things like being apprehensive that oh okay yeah okay I'll, I'll go next I think or hmm. you know tension which we know yeah. is not good for the voice that does not serve your voice well when you're feeling tense and mm-hmm. um, dread and panic it's that fight flight freeze it doesn't matter what kind of training that performer has had or or how prepared they are for that performance hmm. it it can it can affect it can affect the aptitude it can affect the whole it can all just fall apart in front of them yeah because the feeling takes over and it becomes mm. unmanageable yeah um so yeah again that's it's empowering that performer with the knowledge of how mm. they move past that i i personally i've experienced performance anxiety mm. um and i thought that it was based on something completely different to what it was actually based on uh, a couple of years, I know, I know. I had, um, I think I was always, I, I was always really worried about forgetting the words. Mm. Always really worried about that. And then after, after I did my undergrad and I was doing um, auditioning, I don't know if I've talked about this openly but I you know I don't I don't really I don't mind sharing um I I was auditioning I was about a year into auditioning and my dream was to sing on a cruise ship I wanted to travel the world and I wanted to sing on a cruise ship because I knew I could sing I know that sounds incredibly big-headed but singing was my thing it's true (laughs) I loved it and you know so I went into this audition and again I smashed it I did it. I did my classic Don't Rain on My Parade. I, I absolutely loved it. Love it. Got invited to the afternoon, made my way through dance with your advice of smile. Smile. Always. Always. When, I, when, I, when I do anything <laughs> dance related. Um, then moved on to the harmonies, which I was like, oh yeah, this is great. They, they circled us around. They said, you're our people. If there's a ship, you're on it. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then I didn't hear anything. And I knew somebody that was on the panel. So, and I, this kept happening. I wasn't hearing anything. I wasn't hearing anything. And they did say they can't put like a five foot five slim blonde next to a five foot seven curvy ginger. It doesn't look aesthetic on the stage. They explained that. I get that. Um, anyway, I, I, I sort of thought, I'm just going to, I'm just going to email this person that I knew on the, on the panel and just see what I'm missing. What do I need? Should I go to dance classes? I'd be happy to try and, I am dyspraxic, but I can try, you know. Um, so I sent this email, I said, is there anything that I need to do? And the response from it was, and it was someone that I really trusted as well. I trusted their judgment. They said, you have the voice, you have the personality, but you don't have the look and you'll never have the look. And I thought, right. Okay, so, and I remember saying to my boyfriend at the time, 
the only reason I am not halfway around the world on a cruise is because of the way that I look. And I am not prepared to change. I can't change. It, my mum had such severe mental health battles. She had, um, she was anorexic, she was bulimic, she had postnatal depression, she had severe depression, she was an alcoholic. She died when I was 16 through alcoholism. And I know one of, one of the reasons I'm so invested, as I say, in, in mental health and well-being, of course, it is to support other people, to help other people. But it's also so I don't go down that similar path because I know genetically it could be really likely that I could go down a similar path. So there was no way on earth I was going to start changing anything about my appearance that didn't make me feel good. Mm. So I walked away. I just stopped. You. And, and it, you know, I, I then, I did things like, um, I did a singing competition. Uh, the Open Mic UK ended up in the final, sung at Birmingham, uh, the NEC. I was going to say Conservatoire then. <laughs> not that, not um, although, what a place. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I did all these things and I was like, I just know that I love singing, but I just, I, I that the life of going out on a cruise ship just mm. isn't going to serve me. Yeah. So I did this and I felt like I was then holding myself back, holding myself back. So a couple of years ago, I went, um, I did some rapid transformational therapy, which was great. Mm. And I went and I told this story. I said, yeah, so I went to this audition and, you know, and then blah, 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 told me I didn't have the right look. And she said, well, first off, who does he think he is? Like, who, who is he to say what look they do and don't go for? It changes all the time. How do you know that you don't fit into that? You know, that, you know, basically what a tool for, for saying that in the first place. Yep. But when we actually went into it, it wasn't like my reason for walking away wasn't anything to do with what that person said. It was actually, it goes far back into my childhood um, in this rapid transformational therapy I went to three points in my childhood where I felt things and the, the things that came forward I did not expect at all mm. you would think that it would be to do with um my mum my mum drinking something to do between the ages of seven and 13 I moved 11 times I went to eight different schools I spent two and a half years fostered I you would expect that that they would be the kind of things that were coming up but it wasn't it was when I was seven, when my parents broke up mm. and the effect that that had of rejection. It was when um, I was woken up in the middle of the night when I was 10 and told that I couldn't stay where I was anymore. I had to move on. They couldn't have me. So they dropped me off in the middle of the night at my mum's. And, you know, my mum at the time was not very well you know, she was living in quite a, um, not a dangerous environment. She was living with her cousin who had schizophrenia, who was her boyfriend. And it was really complicated and awful. I was only there for about a week or two. And that's when I, I then went in to be fostered. And then 
later on it was again it was about rejection it was about rejection and not feeling good enough mm-hmm. that was where it came from and it you know then since then since that happened a couple of years ago I've stopped pushing things away mm. I started letting things in and doing what I'm passionate about and and looking after really really getting to know um like I keep saying mental health and well-being but that to be the best kind of mother that I can be the best partner mm-hmm. doing what I'm passionate about doing and that has all come since I've done the work on myself and yeah. realized what it was that happened and how to change going forward yeah oh my goodness Kat that is incredible to listen to and it's honestly thank you again for sharing all of that because it's just I mean how that happened to you I I, you know it's just unreal because you know as, as a talent you are outstanding but actually it feels like what you have become is more than what that would have given you in a lot of ways because you know when you think about if you'd have gone on that job that could have been a different life for you whereas now like you say you've you've gone deeper within yourself to do the work to become the incredible person you are now I mean for the longest time that I've known you 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 know you're one of the most caring supportive humans like not just you know doing the work about yourself but you do the work with other people you're you're so caring and compassionate towards other people that you know you make other people around you feel like they want to be better too so without you know even though that isn't a nice experience for you to have gone through for someone to say that to you and then for that to bring up all those feelings of rejection where it's led you to today you know part of me goes would would you have changed anything no yeah oh I need to put my charger in (laughs) (laughs) just come up it's gonna my my charger's a little bit dodgy though so I have to have to hold it in oh it's okay um no I wouldn't change anything and also I I think becoming a mother I don't know if you can resonate with this money hopefully this is not going to make loads of noises don't worry Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you can manifest uh, manifest I can manifest anything what do you want (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you can resonate with this but becoming a mother just made me uh, I, I feel so much more grounded in myself and I, I assumed when I was pregnant with Alfie that, right, that's it. Like any idea of having my dream career of being a singing teacher with my own studio was like out the window because I'm a mum now. But as soon as Alfie came, as soon as he arrived and I've, I, I was I was overwhelmed with how much I wanted to show him that you can do what you're passionate about. Follow, follow your heart, do and it. It's just, it's just, it's given me strength. It sounds so cheesy, but he's given me so much strength to just do what I love doing. Yeah, no, it's not cheesy. It's, it's beautiful to hear. And also, yes, I do resonate. And I think everybody watching and listening, no matter who you are, if you care for someone else, um, whether that's, you know, your own children or whether you have nieces, nephews, or just friends you adore, when, when something changes in your life, you, you just feel a, a shift to make life better for everyone else around you um so yeah for myself definitely when I became a mum it was very very different but you know 
even just I think about um, other people I know that maybe don't have children, you know, there's still there's still shifts within their life that make them want to be better people. And, you know, and and like you say, you know, a lot of you wanting to be, you know, a great mom and a great partner will be because obviously you want your children to have, you know, the best family setup, because obviously that that sadly wasn't your story, but where it's led you to makes for such a beautiful world for them which is great that that is the thing now I never want to be that kind of and if you ever hear me saying this (laughs) tracks but I never want to be the mum that's like I'm giving you the life I never had never had yeah yeah you know Rose I don't want to become Rose (laughs) (laughs) I did it for you mama (laughs) yeah Um, or whatever the line is that's a terrible (laughs) misquote but whatever um oh, I might have to watch that after this you know oh I just uh, I've just seen it at uh, the Lowther Pavilion starring Emma Norman was one of the oh, best things I've ever seen in my whole life so we're going to talk we're just going to mention that on the podcast and then I'll tell her that we've mentioned it it was incredible the whole thing was incredible I can't even mention everyone that was in it because I'll forget someone but they were all incredible thanks very much she is incredible though isn't yeah, she, she is. yeah she is hello Emma Norman we love you <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I never want to be that mum. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I know, I know what you're saying. But I do want to give them consistency. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I mentioned to you right at the beginning when we were chatting before that when I was pregnant with Alfie, I was the same age my mum was when she was pregnant with her um, first child, my brother, mm-hmm. and that and now. Um, I am pregnant again at the same point my mum was pregnant with me and I'm having a little girl and and this really got to Robbie really got to Robbie because he knew how much it meant to me to and and I'm doing the same for Alfie I'm giving Alfie the the consistency and the love and you know I'm I'm just going to be here for Mm. him you know whatever he's passionate about I hope we can just Mm. add roll with it and just give him the brightest childhood that that he could have but having a a little girl is like having the me Mm -hmm. and and giving me as the little girl the life that I just wasn't able to have Mm. the mum that will be there yeah you know so and Robbie when we found out oh my goodness it was so dramatic because everything was when we were there on the scan and and she went over that bit and I was like I can't see a thing <laughs> she said no yeah I'm pretty sure it's a girl and that was me gone I just yeah. was in and Rob was like what you you think you think you think or you know <laughs> and he's not he's not a crier the only yeah. time I've seen him cry was when Alfie was born and he just burst into tears and then again and again and again you know just he just knew how much it meant and it just felt yeah. so lovely yeah well. but um, you know that's all you know obviously the the life that you have now is all because of you you know like a lot of people often say you know things happen in life that are not your fault but it's everybody's but it's your responsibility you know it's everybody's responsibility to respond to it to kind of carve out the life that that you've got now which is incredible um yeah I think your choices yeah you do yeah absolutely um so what I'd love to do um to just kind of round things up um is maybe just ask you for like cat's top tips so obviously we've talked a lot about um maybe one of the best things 
from your angle would be um, just looking after yourself. What do you do that, that, that keeps your mindset on the right track? And then maybe for any of our performers listening and watching, um, if they are feeling that level of anxiety when they're performing or that little voice on the shoulder that tells them they're not good enough, what would be your go-tos for um, turning that around? Lovely. So for, for me, how I how I keep on top of my that that was the first one wasn't it yeah um I I would say self-care is fundamental it's not selfish to to have self-care it's actually it, it's fundamental in being the best version of yourself I mm. think looking after yourself and that doesn't have to be like a full-on spa day like every day for that that's not really what self-care is it's pockets of time in every day for you so for me, it's walking my dog, listening to a podcast or voice noting my friends, being surrounded by trees. It's having a bath, sitting down on the mental health first aid course. Did you do it through applause for yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Um, did you have Kate? Yes. Yeah. So her golden minute when you yes. don't have time. So she talks about this golden hour have a golden hour for yourself, have a bubble bath, watch Netflix, do something for you. But if you don't have time for that, do a golden minute yeah. and just sit with your favourite drink. Yeah. If it's a hot drink, if it's a cold drink, and just really enjoy it for you yeah. and see what it does to your day. Yeah, love that. Uh, and I sing. I love singing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um and listening to other people sing as well and seeing other people do you know light bulb moments it's my favorite yeah yeah um and yeah as well as I don't know if this really counts but routine mm. having a routine is really important really important for my little boy Alfie and in turn really I mean Robbie my other half isn't worth knowing if he's not done his routine yeah no it's but true exercising going to bed at the same time not looking at our phone after a certain time it's you know it, it really helps mm, yeah um but for for performers if they are feeling that anxiety the first thing that I would say is find a coach or if if the anxiety is feeling overwhelming and it's feeling like too much go to your GP mm-hmm. that's that's one thing um but looking at your self-care and perhaps looking at positive self-talk, mm. you know, if you like audio books or if you like books, I love the audio book of The High Five Habit. Love that. It's one of my yeah. favourite books. That's by Mel Robbins, everyone. Please read it. It's wonderful. If it, do you know, reading it is great. Listening to it. Listening is to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd love that. On, on Audible, that is yeah. wonderful. Giving yourself a high five every morning Absolutely. does wonders um uh, and also have you read mindset as well positive no. mindset. carol dweck writing that down really good one. um and that's about a positive mindset yeah positive self-talk affirmation mindset yeah. um and that's where i would say to start brilliant and if anyone wants to get in touch they're very welcome to oh yes we'll put I'll write that down I'll put your details on the description now that I know how to do it um oh Kat this has been an absolute joy you're just one of life's absolute radiators ray of sunshine 
um, and you're stunning and beautiful. And I know that, 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 you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything, you know, because what you are as a person is, is greater than anything, but just so you know, you are extremely oh. beautiful. You have to jump on YouTube and see her cause she just looks beautiful. Um, <laughs> I'm, my, <laughs> my husband nicknamed me the whale, uh, when I was pregnant. So you're doing good looking like this. <laughs> It was affectionate, you know, it was affectionate. Um, but, but yeah, it's, um, it's been so gorgeous to talk to you and thank you so much. And, and, you know, you'll be helping so many people by just sharing some of your tips, sharing your story. So we can't thank you enough for joining us. Thank you very much, Kat. Thank you. This has been lovely. Thank you so much for joining us on Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with, and thank you for being part of our community. It really is all for you. It's all purpose-driven. And I really hope that you got something from the episode today. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share it with anyone who you feel would benefit from hearing these open and real conversations. Please make sure that you are following and you are subscribed to make sure you never miss an episode, either on your app of choice or on YouTube. And if you can, please rate and review the channel. That would be so, so helpful because it helps other people find us. And finally, just remember that it is all about talking. It is all about sharing. So think, reach out. Who will you have a conversation with? Have a fabulous week. See you next week.